The following episode of The Walking Dead Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, and other products. What? Are you ready Audible to go inside is also the, the preeminent provider yeah. of spoken word Here's audio podcasts that you can't for get Apple's else. iTunes Store. Okay. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free... No obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. And hell followed with him. Hello, and welcome to the Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Mr. Gary, and this is episode 231 of our show, covering episode 5 of season 10. What it always is. Welcome to No Nut Tap November, guys! <laughs> Sorry, I just had to incorporate that for, you know, some reason after this week's episode. How's everything going with you guys? Another post-apocalyptic franchise has a sequel this week in Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, I'm going in a couple days. I'm pumped. I'm a big fan of the franchise. I especially loved Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles that was on TV, I think Fox, a few years back. That's kind of what got me more into Terminator, but I loved all the movies. Even um, some of the ones people didn't like. I didn't see Genisys, Terminator Jenny Smith, Terminator Generator, Terminator Jenny Craig. I know it's Terminator Genesis. <laughs> I was going to say Genesis again, but I never saw it, and I hear that's a good thing. I was still kind of excited about it, and I will see it someday. So what do you guys think? Does the movie interest you at all, or uh, you think I'm crazy for liking Terminator? Have you seen it? Did you like it or not like it? Let me know your thoughts in a comment or email so I can talk about it on the show. Now, let the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers say, It's housekeeping time! That's what they say, right, Power Rangers? Housekeeping? <laughs> Alright guys, as always, we like to encourage you to get active and participate with our Walking Dead community. Our Facebook, that's, you know, on Facebook, is pretty active. We share lots of memes and the big Walking Dead news pieces. Pretty much anything Walking Dead can pop up there. Also guys, any comments and emails sent in at twdpodcast at gmail.com are regularly pulled out to be discussed live on the show. Guys, you can join Death Squad Z on the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game to play with me, Scott, and you guys that listen to the show. We've had a few of you join in the last couple weeks. Welcome. We've really kicked it into gear and been winning a lot of free goodies in this week's challenge. So come on and join us. Maybe you like what we do here, but you don't feel like joining in? Then go to audibletrial.com dead to get a free audiobook on us. 
Your free trial can get you Walking Dead content like the Governor series to keep the Walking Dead adventure going. You can cancel for free anytime and you won't owe a dime. Unless you just really like it and love it like we do. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash D-E-A-D, so thank you, Audible. Now it's time for some dead news. A couple interesting news stories this week, guys. One was a headline that was kind of a head-scratcher from comicbook.com. TWD's Norman Reedus still owns Andrew Lincoln's beard and Scott Wilson's hair. Yeah, you heard that right, guys. Apparently, old Normie's kept a couple strange mementos from his time on Walking Dead. Rick Grimes and Herschel Green's hair. The secret hiding spot for these treasured goodies? In the bottom of his refrigerator drawer. Going on, Norman actually had little to say about Daryl this season. Daryl's a different character this year. It's nice when he moves. The ghosts of the people who were before him are weighing on his shoulders. He's a different dude now. Alpha came to the door of the hilltop, knocked on it, and asked to speak with the leader. I'm visiting, so I go... Okay, I guess I'll go talk to her. That's not season 5, Daryl. Back then, Daryl would have said, Whatever. Keep knocking. I find myself in all these situations thinking, Herschel could have done this. Rick would have done that. There's a whole lot of that this year. I mean, aside from the weird keepsakes, even though it's a funny story, I love how he explains his thoughts on the progression of Daryl this year. Even more in this week's episode. Also, I like how he shares that the hair he kept from these men means something to him about how he and his character look up to them as, you know, people. I think that's really sweet, if not a little off-putting. There will be only 10 weeks out of 2020 that will not have a Walking Dead Universe project drop. Next year, Halloween falls on a Saturday. New Year's and Christmas are on a Friday. 420 is technically the whole month of April. Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday. And between the three shows and feature film, there will only be 10 weeks out of the whole year where a new episode of Walking Dead won't drop. That's kind of really awesome. I'm still holding out hope that the renewed burst of enthusiasm from AMC and the suits behind Walking Dead won't be too little too late, but I mean, they're loading the deck. <laughs> All we can do is hope that this stuff is good and gets people interested, because if so, they're going to have a lot of content from the Walking Dead universe coming out next year, and that's just really cool. Now, on to the main event. The discussion of episode 5 of season 10, what it always is. Welcome back to Talking Dead. What? Are you ready to go inside the dead? Yeah! Here's some inside info that you can't get anywhere else. Okay! Again, you have to point out how awesome the intro to a Walking Dead episode was. The Kelly intro scene really reminded me of A Quiet Place, the movie, with her deafness being represented in a tense scene, where it's obviously taking her out of her game, and um, also just is shown visually really cool, so I thought that was a neat way to open up the episode with kind of no sound. Next up, after the intro, we met the most recent recipient of the Walking Dead podcast, Fuckstick Chris Award. Brandon, the wannabe savior. His first interaction from Negan, I mean right off the bat, it said it all. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was on guard until he realized this kid was just a fan and not a threat and goofy, and then he went from anger to flashing his classic Negan style, just like his arc through the episode. Started off kind of on the run, angry and on guard, showed that he's been redeeming himself, and kind of reverted back to classic Negan. The way the whole botched rescue went down was super predictable. I mean, Negan tries to ditch this kid and get the new survivors to one of the communities, turns his back for a minute and the kid kills them after he bonds with them. 
This obviously screws with his redemption arc. Maybe even more so because they remind him of his wife and the kid that he couldn't save, but I still loved some of the moments there, especially Brandon yelling, Ah, I am Negan! Rock to the face. <laughs> I gotta say too, earlier in the episode where that walker jumps him and he ends up killing him with the barbed wire through his face, I mean, that was just a really cool effect and a unique kill. Next up, the couple of uh, relationships in the center of this episode was Magna and Yumi and Daryl and Connie. The Connie Daryl thing, I'll start off with that first. It, that's getting more interesting to me. It was cool, you know, seeing them bond. Daryl, especially with that story of Merle he shared, Dummy, go get the beer! Calming her down as they look for Kelly. That was cool to see for both of their sides. And with the whole family moment later in the episode, I almost hope they become an item because they're kind of working well together and they're both really good people. And I just really hope this isn't them setting up for Connie to die, which it could be. The next thing with Magna and Miko, getting more and more backstory is really cool. It seems like Yumiko thought she was a good, innocent, misunderstood person, and not only represented, but then fell for her, like, rebellious, mistrusting, free-spirity kind of ways. But yet, while Magna was lashing out, she says that she did kill the man, who she thought deserved it, and feels like Yumiko always looked down at her as an outcast. Even now, in a new world, where they all should be blank slates and equals, she feels like Yumi looks down at her. Yumiko gets understandably a little shaken and upset and kicks her out of the room. Obviously hurt. It seems like there's more to it though. More than just Magna being upset because Yumiko took charge. It seems like there's more at play here, but we don't know what it is yet. I'm not sure where it's headed. I may or may not have admitted before, but some of their scenes are kind of annoying to me. I, I get what they're going for, but they're kind of annoying sometimes. But I'm still excited for the shifting dynamic, the new backstory, and the potential story stuff they have going on with this rift. And Gamma has been an interesting one so far too. Obviously she just lost her sister and kinda got a promotion. We now know she's been tasked with contaminating the water supply with zombie guts to hurt the heroes even more. It was especially cool to me when she kept stabbing that final zombie's head continuously just thinking of Alpha and missing her sister and how much she hates Alpha. She seemed so calm, and just like a good soldier, it was good to see that she's not totally happy with the situation, just like Beta is. A.A. Ron helps her out with the bandages, and tries to get to know her after helping her out, leading Alpha to tell her to play him, because he could be useful. At first I was wondering if the disillusioned followers would comfort and help each other somehow. Then maybe I thought it was a project of Eren, you know, trying to get out of his rut. Turns out, it's Alpha's project, and it might work against him and the gang. I thought that was a kind of a cool twist. A couple quick bonus points before the big moment at the end. So, King Zeke has been hiding a secret, making his whole weirdness make a heck of a lot more sense. There's not much to say yet, but it looks like Ezekiel has thyroid cancer. His family had a history of it, I guess. And Sadiq is for now the only one who knows. His Shiva little diecast toy from Henry might help him for now. But I hope he Negan nuts up and tells Carol soon. The kid Alden and his ideas of defense for the community was brushed off by an obviously stressed out Yumiko. He seemed to deal with it okay, but all I can think of is the Telltale Walking Dead games, where they have a little quote in the corner after you make a decision that says Alden will remember that. And you know what, Old Man Earl, I think that's his name, Old Man Earl, the worker guy, you need to shut the honk up. One more little point, a simple thing, but I loved that shot of Daryl and Connie when they were looking for Kelly with the boar carcass that became lunch. Just sitting in the front center of the frame with them in the background, just, I don't know. Something about the decaying of the corpse with them looking around in the background was kind of cool. Last up, speaking of cool twists, Negan walking into the Whisperer's territory was an epic final scene. 
I still don't know what he's playing at or if the situation he just went through made him revert somehow, but he went waltzing in at full Negan. Even using his old little pig, little pig, let me in line as he tears through the walkers. I guess they must taste better than airplane stroganoff because Lucille was loving it. It was cool to see him and Beta finally have their first little taste of confrontation, especially Jeffrey Dean Morgan's delivery of, all right, you big ass freak, let's do this. That was terrible, Negan. I wasn't really trying on that one, but... Overall review, guys, I really like it. Not much surprised that Negan's bits were mostly my favorite part of this episode, even with the fuck stick, but there were some of their neat character moments that I'm excited to see play out, and some really, really cool action shots. Honestly, it had me at Lil Pig! 7 out of 10, I think, for this one, guys. What do you think? Let me know on the Facebook or in a comment at twdpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll talk about it on the show next week. I really wanted to say I thought it was cool how Negan used a story of just a simple trip on an airplane with his wife back in the day to bond with this kid. You know, it makes me think that the stories we share really do tell a lot about us. That's why I really love our sponsor, Audible. Use our link audibletrial.com dead and you'll get a free audiobook or some sort of audio content without even having to pay for a trial. You get to check out their content and see how awesome it is to hear celebrities, authors, comedians, vocal performers, and people at the top of their trade speak what they love. If that sounds interesting to you and you want to try it out, go to audibletrial.com dead to get a free trial for nothing and help us out. Again, that's audibletrial.com D-E-A-D. Join the story today. Next up, guys, it's time for our community interaction this week. Our friend Sam Brown says, Probably the least amazing episode this season, but still strong compared to the last few series. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Brit. I can't bring myself to say seasons. I knew what you meant, Sam. I love British TV myself. What I really like is that although the Whisperers are their enemy at the moment, the Walkers have finally become more threatening again and are still the ultimate threat, albeit en masse rather than individually. I think Angela Kang has realized that it was always the threat of the show The Walkers that gave the show its... USB? USP? Gave the show its USP? Anyways, I know what you meant, Sam. Uh, gave the show its, you know, its zing, what really excited us, the, the danger, the threat. There are horrible people in the real world and other shows, so the villain of the month becomes a bit tiresome. Long live the walkers! Sam, it's Rich UK. Sam, I definitely gotta agree with you, man. The villain of the week thing kinda got played out. It almost kinda makes me think of the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going, and, you know, indulge me in this for a minute. If you're a fan of Marvel, you'll get this. Or even if you're just a fan of movies, you probably get it. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe this year built to its kind of ultimate finale, Avengers Endgame. They lost some major characters. Not going to spoil who, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but whatever. And some big things happened. Universal cosmic level things. And they had literally almost every single hero and Marvel character that they've ever featured in one of their movies in one single movie facing a huge villain army. Where are they going to go after that? Negan was, to me, kind of the... Thanos, Negan was the ultimate big bad, and they confronted him and dealt with that, and thankfully kept him around because I love Jeffrey and Morgan. Why do a villain of the week again right away? They kind of did. You know, they had a few episodes there about rebuilding, and then the whispers were starting to be mentioned already. And it's kind of like, I get it. (laughs) It's easy to have a villain, and at least they picked one that has a different kind of take. It's not just like kind of a outspoken human. It's kind of a different twist on things, with having them wear the walker's skin and speak weirdly and stuff. Anyway, Sam, I kind of agree with you. I'm sorry if that rambling was a little annoying or whatever, but, you know. Oh, Sam also had a little bit extra here. (laughs) This is a political thing. Our friend Scott will really love this one. Donald and Boris sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. 
Brexit is the way that they want to go. Well, anyone with a brain says, hell fuck no. Sorry, I had to get a little political there. Sam, totally all right, brother. You can definitely share your opinion all the time. And you know what? I can't disagree with you. So (laughs) there. Love that, man. Thank you. Our good friend and top fan on Facebook, Chris Lawrence, says episode four. Good start. Music montage. See, Chris, I like that too. The music montage. Music montage shows the king's growing isolation and lack of leadership. Yeah, see, Chris, I love that too. The intro music and the way the montage worked. Um, That's a really good point there. I like that one. The focus on Judith. My death senses are tingling, especially with her promising help. Good God, I hope not. I mean, don't get wrong, Chris. Anything can happen, but she's the last little bit of Rick we have on the show for now until hopefully he gets back from the movies, so I hope not. But, you know, anything can happen. It's Walking Dead. Daryl Negan was good. Nice to see Daryl's not healed yet after their first meeting and losing Glenn. Yeah, you know what? That is cool, too. Especially because what we talked about earlier with Episode 5 and Daryl's own comments on his progression this year. He kind of seems like he's gotten to a pretty good place, and he's taking charge, and he's more of a leader and calm. It's nice to see that he still has that fight in him, and he still blames Negan fully for what he did, and he hasn't fully let that go yet. Chris agrees with me, too. He says Negan and Lydia were a good pairing. (laughs) Super Negan! Man, good to see the beast unleashed and make those bullies pay. Good call back from the lady that was from the Highwaymen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That was really cool. The King Michonne. So glad they put that relationship to bed where it started. What with Michonne leaving this season? Was bad enough when Rick and Michonne were talking about their future and we knew Rick would leave after five episodes. Yeah, you know what, Chris? That's a good point, man. Um, I don't, I forget if I mentioned that or not last week, but yeah, I'm kind of glad they nipped the Michonne thing in the bud right away. Especially if she's leaving the show. You know what I mean? If she was going to be on the show for a while and they were just teasing us with it, that would be kind of annoying. Since we know she's leaving the show, I'm glad they didn't tease us with it and just shut it down and said, no, that's not going to happen. You know, in this TV universe thing. Cool, I like that too. The Hilltop Horde scenes were good and are obviously made to be the highlight of the show. The fact that Eugene offered to stay was a surprise. Hmm, there goes the death senses again. (laughs) Oh, jeez, Chris, I hope not. The council meeting scenes were good. They made us feel for Negan and hoping that he would be saved. Who let Negan out? Lydia's new home is symbolic for her inner turmoil. Ooh, interesting. I like the way you looked at that. I like the way you look at that, Chris. The ending was a sign of the groups changing and Carol being Daryl's watcher at the top of the house. Final thought, I'd say a safe bet. The final tracking shot will be echoed later on, but this time with carnage and in a state of despair. Oh, you know what? I didn't really think about that, but that kind of, you know, calm, happy, rebuilding long tracking shot at the end there yeah i bet you're right i bet you're right man and they love their symbolism and they love their intro and outro cues and stuff like that so yeah i could definitely see that happening chris good point there one other thing i shared was a youtube video i found of rick grimes's top 10 most badass moments i think it's really cool i miss rick obviously but uh, a couple of you guys had things to say on this video when i asked what your favorite badass rick grimes moment was robert garth says the tank scene but honestly i don't miss him he was too busy trying to make people happy and not being realistic and Robert, the progression they were building him to, was not my favorite, but I knew that, you know, they were in a rebuilding phase and trying to make these communities come together, so that's what he had to be for them. Um, Unfortunately, we haven't gotten to see any more since, so hopefully it won't be more of that when we get him back. Shenandoah Grand Poobah Gore, I hope I got that name right. Ripping out Joe's throat with his freaking teeth. Yeah, that that throat bite moment when he was defending Carl. Yes, 100%. Yes. Good mention there, man. Good mention. One other thing I shared was a a picture from our friends at the Walking Dead memes page. It's a picture of uh, Michael Cudlitz on set. It looks like it's not when he's playing Abraham, so I'm assuming it's when he was directing recently. Handing a birthday cake, which appears to be for Josh McDermott's birthday, who plays Eugene. 
we had a couple comments for the captioning on it, and I loved it. <laughs> we're also from Shenandoah, Grand Pooh Bagor. This offering of confectionery delight is well received, but is a poor substitute for time spent in the self-help section of the local bibliophiles collection. What are you and Sasha doing later? <laughs> what are you and Sasha doing later? I hope to find you in the library. Good callback, good callback. I love that. Shenandoah also wrote, I was gifted this cake. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> they both sound like good Eugene moments. I love that. Two other quick news stories that weren't really big to share in the news section that I shared on the Facebook to give you an idea of the type of stuff we share and talk about on there. Earlier this week, TV Time, our friends, shared a news story. It's the Walking Dead nine-year anniversary today. Which episode do you think had the most reactions in our app? It had Season 6, Episode 3, Season 5, Episode 1, Season 7, Episode 1, which was, of course, Negan's big moment, and Season 1, Episode 1, which was the pilot. For me, I think the most reactions would probably be Negan, but, uh, you know, no one really knows. TV Time didn't make that information out there to us, but... I still shared it on the page, and I thought it was a fun little topic. And isn't it crazy to think that it's been nine years since Walking Dead started? I remember watching that first episode live in 2010. Very cool stuff. Another interesting story that got shared out from our friends at Third Eye Comics, Walking Dead, written by saga writer Brian K. Vaughn. That's right, in this one-shot, Walking Dead the Alien, which tells the very earliest days of the zombie plague breakout. Set firmly in continuity, this is a must-read. Available exclusively as a local comic book shop day exclusive on 11-23-19. After Walking Dead the comic ended earlier this year, they're getting a little one-off to kind of show the beginnings of the story. It's kind of a prequel, I guess, but still, really cool stuff. Brian K. Vaughn writing Walking Dead. Who would have thought? Anyways, guys, I guess that's it for the community segment, so now on to the ratings. Surprise, surprise, last week's episode 4 of this season dropped slightly yet again, down to 3.3 million from 3.47 million last week, and down 5 more points in the target 18-49 demo to 1.12. Still managed to lead cable for the week, but alas, still not good. Last year rarely dipped below 5 million viewers for pretty much the whole season, and this season has only had one episode above 4, and just barely at pretty much 4 million even for the premiere. I can only hope the big burst of Walking Dead content in 2020 is good and wins people back, because, I mean, they're obviously pushing it, but nobody's watching yet. But sometimes it seems like us here in the Walking Dead community are the only ones watching and talking about it anymore, so let's hope those fond memories bring people back in. And... That's it for this week, guys. Remember to have your comments and questions heard on the show. Email us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or post a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast. Get a free audiobook and support our show by getting a free month trial from our sponsor, Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash dead today. Join the fun with Scott and other listeners of the show by playing Walking Dead No Man's Land. Not a sponsor. Yet. Wink wink. Fight along by joining Death Squad Z on the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game. Anyway, folks, there's never been a better time to be a nerd, so stay safe, Perth, Australia, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Hike! And I want to thank all of you for not being here today, and not having this meeting with me, or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walkingdeadpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWDpodcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com 
as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.